Welcome back to Miami, everyone. Starting with the mid-roll at the beginning, start, roll, announcement section, whatever you want to call it, because I'm really excited to say that Demon Love and Hellfire merch is now live. Fuck yes. I've been waiting for that since the show launched. I worked really hard on the designs, and Rian and Kim worked really hard on getting them up there. I'm super proud of them. It's t-shirts and stickers, all with the show logo on them, the rainbow pentagram, except they also come in a bunch of other pride flag colors. So express your demonhood however you want. And I don't know, maybe if there's a flag you want but aren't seeing, shoot me an at or a message at love underscore hellfire on Twitter, and maybe I can see what I'll do. That's how you say that phrase. There's not really an official featured charity this month, so I'm just going to plug hashtag trans crowdfund again. Though really just wherever on any platform, friend or not, trans people could really use a lot of help right now. A lot of us are really scared. If you can support the trans people in your life, especially monetarily, and especially, especially if they're a trans person of color, that would be amazing. I'm doing okay-ish in California, but a lot of people I know are in ever-hostile states like Texas and, well, Florida. So, like, whatever you need to do to help the trans people in your life be safe, that's what I'm encouraging this month. City That Never Dies is still on in-between season hiatus, and we're going to do the Q&A episode soon. We're approaching the midpoint of season one here, which is honestly farther than I thought I'd get, so thank you all for supporting us by listening, reviewing, and being patrons. It really means a lot when we hear how people are enjoying the show. Now let's get this started. You do catch something worrisome out of the corner of your eye. A small family, a mother and her child, and the father, a.k.a. Father John. <gasps> he seems to just be here having a time with his family. Uh-huh. But you don't know if he's seen any of y'all wandering around or if he knows about the shard in the castle. You gotta assume so. He seemed to have some idea of where they are. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. Remy has a brief moment to maybe do something. Or keep going and pretend like nothing's wrong. Ooh, uh, <laughs> I... I think their concern here is that, um... That these two forces are going to clash again, right? That we're going to have to interact with Father John to either... He's going to come at us or we're going to go at him or just we're going to bump into each other. And I think they don't want Jade or Isaiah to get caught up in the middle of that. Um, so I think um, Remy, you know, we, we, we pass and Remy just kind of like tries to play it cool and a sort of like doesn't immediately whip their head around to be like, who was that? Um, but <laughs> sort of like says quietly to Jade, hey, you remember um what i said i would talk to you about later uh yeah. <laughs> actually a little bit more uh, okay um something might happen here and again now and i don't want you or isaiah to 
get caught in the middle of that, so I'm... I'll, I'll stay in I'm, I'm not just gonna disappear. I'll let you know Rip. when I know what's happening, but I'm, I'm just gonna go and catch up with some other people I know are at this, this festival. Remy, um, what the fuck do you mean something might happen? Uh, there's a lot of history there, and I don't know that I have time to explain all of it right now because I'm not sure what's going to happen, but I'm worried that something is going to happen, and if it does, I don't want it to affect you. So... Are we talking an argument? If that's all it comes to, that would be great, actually. But... Look, I, I, I really don't quite know what to expect here. But please, can you... I, I, know I think she's giving weird. you a hard look, like... Uh-huh? You're really not gonna give me more than that? You're just gonna let me worry? I don't, I don't know that Remy, that Oray quite knows what to say that will assuage that fear, right? Like, that mm -hmm. will be reassuring without going into the whole, like, well, you see, we fought a, a church man and some goons in a church, and well, like, I, I don't know that Remy really knows what short thing to say, so I think it's just sort of trying to be like, Please, I, I promise I will explain this later, just for now. Um, I, I, I need to go catch up with some other people, so... Uh, I'll, oh, I'll, I'll right. let you know later. I, <laughs> I Well, meet us back at the car in soonish hour or two, okay? Sure, and, and if I can't I'll, I'll i promise i will keep you up, updated as much as i can um because i don't want things to get too late and just yes I, i'll be in touch and then uh heads i think towards the sand castle that was our target and is also like texting everyone like hello um father john from the church is here i don't I have to assume he's here because of the shard. Has anyone else interacted with him or his family? Real quick. Um, I think Jade has to take a moment to like process what just happened. And Isaiah tugs at her hand a little bit. Remy. Yeah. I think this slightly touches on some of your torments. I agree. Uh, I'm thinking the letting others down part. Yep. Yeah, so you can either take a torment point or try and resist it. Um I think I'm gonna take the torment point. That that locks off a of faith, right? Yes. Okay. I'm gonna make that box a different color. I also want you to give me a Yeah, I mean, let's go with demon name, because I don't I should probably codify this somewhere, which <laughs> <laughs> kind of does that um, but sure. yeah let's say since Father John clearly knows you're a demon and you're trying to not be seen by him trying to manage your demon half roll, roll me your demon name risky standard 
Risky standard, I see. Okay, um, can I... I'm wondering if there's an item or, or something I can do to get another die. I don't really want to use more faith right now. You oh, could have a devil's bargain? I would love to hear one. Thank you. The devil's bargain is that you'll gain another torment point from the all eyes on me thing. I think Remy, which is your other torment, I think suddenly being in the crowd is not as invigorating. And since you're trying to avoid someone, things are perhaps slightly more claustrophobic and you're trying to dodge the attention that the human Remy ended up running away from. Sure, I will take that. Running sure. from one torment into another sounds like a good time. Uh-huh. Uh, so you can get another die or increase the fact. I would like another die, I think. Okie dokie. So 2d6. And it's slash roll for this one. That's a five. Five. Okay. I think Father John does seem to be genuinely trying to enjoy his day, maybe unwind from the harrowing events of his spiritual enemies fucking up his church. (laughs) I do think, what's a, because five is doing it with consequence. What's a good consequence? Can I pitch a thing? Sure. I'm open. I'm always open to suggestions. Yeah. uh, Part of this, um, all, all eyes on me, uh, torment attention could be that like you know if 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 that comes from remy just trying to like disappear into this crowd and probably bumping into people like bumps into someone who who recognizes them in a minor way and it's just like oh aren't you why are you here what it's like that sort of thing where it's like you see a washed up celebrity from 30 years ago and i'm like oh are you here for festival stuff like why are you here it's it's weird to see like a former famous person just living their life post fame sure remy ends up bumping into the rare fan who recognizes them as an adult (laughs) and remy isn't super famous anymore no but and they're not like outright fangirling but they are definitely like startled to see you there and keep trying to get you into a conversation just like a normal thing but Uh (laughs) Uh I'm certain that's incredibly awkward for Remy (laughs) yeah because Remy is also like you know trying to to not be rude to this person while looking over their shoulder and being like did I lose him is he paying attention okay what was the oh you know I just live here um just looking at sand castles uh how are you enjoying the ride and is like trying to engage mm-hmm. but is also distracted <laughs> and like oh i had things i wanted to be doing <laughs> and i also can't like check my phone to see if anyone's responded yet so it's just like too many things are happening with that i'm gonna jump over to Luz and jordan who are having a great time being da- i was about to say being dancing and doing gay um, <laughs> no, that's correct. We're being dancing, doing gay. They're, they're being dancing and doing gay. Mm-hmm. When episode title? <laughs> yep. Okay. Hundred <laughs> percent. I'm gonna write that down real quick. <laughs> when both of you stumble, like Jordan, kind of stumbles back into you, and 
like she almost fell over or passed out or something. Hmm. And you feel this sensation too. It's like when you feel a huge wave come up from under you and you're kind of tossed up and then the undertow kind of takes you beneath it but just like internally like (sighs) I think you can tell that someone just made a huge pull on the lore of storms like a little further than what you've unlocked but a taste of something you had back in the day someone somewhere just pulled on that and Jordan's like did you feel that? I grabbed Jordan by the hand and I started leading her towards the beach towards where the sandcastle is. Yeah, follow me. So she follows you, taken by the hand. Minna, I want to go to the drum circle currently <laughs> in progress. And does Julia, or rather the part of her that's Agron, enjoy this? Or is this just a means to an end? I mean, there is a nice community aspect to it that it's a bunch of people coming together, so I think she likes that part. She's not sure why this exactly, but it's enjoyable. I think after a little bit of playing and people coming and leaving, you remember the mayoral candidate, Rebecca Greer, who had a speech not too long ago? Mm-hmm. I think she and Wes end up in the drum circle with you. Oh my god, yeah. At some point, because she's just having a good time, but in that way that she's genuinely having a good time, but it's definitely a photo op sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And Wes is definitely networking. Do you want to describe what Wes looks like to us? God, I don't know what Wes looks like. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I I think he's a, like, a, a decently hefty guy. I 100% think he has khakis and a dad Hawaiian shirt on mm-hmm. for today. Of course he does. <laughs> or maybe a Columbia shirt. Yeah. You yeah, like the okay. all-weather Columbia shirts or whatever? Yeah, sure. Why not? And I think he kind of scoots over to you and says, hey, fancy seeing you here. What? You don't think it's my scene? I mean, I would have thought you more of a the drum kit sort of gal, but drum circle works too. I'm not picky. (laughs) I think he just kind of pulls you into a conversation of how his day has been going. I think he's about to try to introduce you to candidate Greer. How does Julia (laughs) react to that? (laughs) Sure, this is happening, I guess. Uh (laughs) 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 But I think as it's about to happen, there's a low rumble of thunder way off in the distance. (laughs) Is it 4 p.m.? It's currently somewhere in Florida, and if there's thunder in the distance, that means it's probably 4 p.m. I see. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, let's say it's close to 4 p.m., so you don't think much of it at first. But whatever sort of weather is coming is coming fast real fast there's another peel of it and I think the festival was still pretty much ready to go on some people were probably going to leave people think they have more time but before 
Remy or Luz are even to the sandcastle, it starts raining. Mm. Ah. First, it's just a drizzle. Probably not great for the sandcastles, but hey, they were never meant to be there permanently. But again, it gets heavy fast. And people are getting out of there. The musicians are having to really hurry to get their equipment covered up. Things are getting loud and a little hectic, and people are trying to manage the festival. And this is no weather for a drum circle. The conversation with Candidate Greer was pretty brief, and it's just an introduction. And she had opened her mouth to say something, and there's another peal. And she says, I think we should probably all get out of here, Wes. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I uh, didn't come in. I'm not dressed to get wet today. Julia, what do you do? I think Julia is not going to go inside. She's going to kind of like make like she's going to meander off towards the car or whatever. But then she's going to double back towards the sandcastle. I never let you all respond to that text message about Father John. I think as the rain is picking up and Julia breaks from the drum circle, she finally sees it. Probably didn't notice her phone over all the drumming. Any responses to Remy's texts? I think uh, all she replies is the castle, someone's using Lore of Storms. Remy feels their phone buzzing in their pocket but is engaged in a conversation and can't check that just yet. I think Julia pulls hers out and sees that and is like, oh, great. Competition. (laughs) And I think Remy can be away from the conversation now. I I think with some of the chaos, which is escalating, that's long over. Yeah, especially as it starts raining. Like, oh, hey, uh... You know, hope you don't get too so. Bye. All right. Just thank you. It's thanking whoever made this rain happen and then reads those texts. And it's like, oh, I guess not. But we'll, we'll move to, yeah, meet everybody at the castle. They were headed there anyway. I think Luz and Jordan get there first because they were not delayed. And Chazakiel is there and turns and says, so this isn't natural weather. No, it's not. And it's not me. Um, then who? I don't think a Baden had this sort of lore. And Jordan shakes her head. Uh, can I try to focus in on the source? Would that be a thing I can do? If not, I have another thing I could do. I'm, I'm willing to allow that. I'm going to say this is an angelic epithet role. Oh, great. I don't have any of those. So, do these eggs take lower? Yep. Little Miss Painter of Horizons at sea. Uh-huh. What would a uh, Devil's Bargain look like here? A Devil's Bargain will be, you won't like the answer. Okay, I will... <laughs> Uh, so I'm just gonna roll two d6. I have my physical dice here. Well, if you take it, you you get to roll one die, right? Yeah. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm gonna roll two d6 and take the lower. These four are gonna be six. They have bears in them, of course. 
All right. Uh, that's a six and a one. You aren't able to get a good bead on who is doing this and where. Obviously, the storm is coming in from the sea, but for all you know, the other, the person who summoned it could be in this city. You are going to, as a consequence here, confront one of your torments, which is, I think it's going to be losing hope because this is supposed to be your thing but you don't remember so much you hardly remember anything you don't remember much aside from Lucifer and didn't even remember the angel uh, parts are the things I remember the least yeah and you didn't remember Jordan Fanuel either and it's like the storm feels overwhelming in part because you feel like you should be able to do it, but you can't. I think I'm gonna hold on tighter to Jordan's hand and remind myself that there is hope. Even if I didn't remember her, I know her now. I made a friend, I made someone I care about, and I made so many people in my life and I'm gonna get there this far of my life I'm not gonna let it slide not gonna let it slip okay give me a true name roll okay true name I have one so that's a five five so you only need to spend one faith to Uh, stave off this torment I will yeah and your true name is the feeling of being submerged in a calm ocean yeah I imagine that's what it feels like to hold on to hope. Hmm. Yeah, it like the water stops. Not really, but it basically she feel it. She's not. It feels like the water has the rain has stopped for a second, even if it hasn't. She grounds herself by holding her hand and taking a deep breath, and then it's like we need to. I have an idea, but I need you to back me up in case something happens. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, I would like to use my lore of storms to move so to either use I don't know how close the beach is right now to that sandcastle, the one with the with the piece of Babel. Either use the beach and have water hit the piece of Bible and push it towards us or have rain control the rain so that it knocks the piece of Bible off the castle closer to us sure give me a give me a risky standard fallen epithet roll that's a three I should have asked about sorry should have asked about a double sparkin you know what I'll give it to you. Okay. What would it be? I think the devil's bargain is someone's going to recognize that you just used a lore. Yeah, no, that's fine. Yeah, uh uh-huh. That's fine. So roll another dice for that. Okay, that's a five. A five. So 
describe what this looks like. You're on the beach. You're by the sandcastle. How do you use yeah. water to get the shard down to you? Uh, I imagine either a stray wave or just the rain pushes it. Like, as rain is falling, if someone's paying attention, it would look like the rain becomes basically like, like a hand pushing the 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 piece closer to me but from far away it's like oh yeah no the rain just lost it oh yeah it happens um the structure of it might have been a little bit messed up uh and yeah it's uh hopefully near near enough to us where we can just walk grab it and leave sure you command the reins to knock it loose of the sandcastle, which is starting to dissolve. I don't think shards really deal with physics super well. Despite feeling and looking like a heavy piece of glass, it kind of catches the wind and flutters like a leaf. (laughs) (laughs) Before soaring over your heads and lodging in the sand always behind you. But it is down. And that is your consequence. But some people just noticed that you used Allure. And we are going to jump back over to Remy, who just saw this happen, I think. Remy is almost there. However, you catch a glance off to the side, and despite the chaos, Father John is heading towards the sandcastle, and he's rolled up his sleeves a little bit. And doesn't seem to mind the rain. Oh, I don't like that. I wonder if maybe Remy tries to head him off in a sort of like, oh, I'm just going to make it so that he has to focus on me instead of what he is actually aiming for, Um, which is, you know, going to delay me from getting to the lighthouse, to the, not lighthouse, to the sandcastle too, but I'll take it if it buys us more time there because... Uh, I like I saw lose loses over there. I'm assuming Julia will get there. I want to keep him away. So I think Remy is gonna try to head him off, but like doesn't go about it in a like, hey, I'm gonna fight you kind of way, but goes up to it and is just like, I think it's gonna like lie and be like, Father John, um, I can't believe we're running into you here. Um, I, I actually wanted to talk to you and um apologize for the other day. I, as you can imagine, I've been thinking about that uh, confrontation a lot, and I, you know, it's is, is pretty much coming at this like they're apologizing. Okay, um, you just running up to him definitely gets his attention. He's distracted. What the... You have a lot of nerve. I have always taken big swings and been a bold person. And, you know, sometimes I don't always meet my target, but that is why people seek guidance, isn't it? For a little bit of direction. Maybe you can tell me a bit more about that. You seem to have such a, a clear vision of what you're doing. Such a, a solid grasp on some kind of future. What's that future? Am I in it? 
give me a demon name roll. This is gonna be desperate, but standard effect because you're appealing to the stuff he wants to hear. It's just kind of weird and unbelievable that you would suddenly appear and begging to pledge allegiance, mm -hmm. but you're saying the okay. right things. Um, now, I'm aware that Father John is, you know, aware of and in touch with demon stuff. I think, can is there is there a way that I could get better effect here if I use the lore of celestials to, like, make their... Right, because the first dot of that says, like, cause your voice to be unignorable, understood regardless of language. Like, I think they are trying to, like, amp up that intent there so that it, it's, it sounds more sincere somehow. Interesting. I hadn't conceived of that ability that way. I mean, the second dot, I have two dots in Celestials, and the next one is just, like, inspire hope or dread, enhancing or, or hindering abilities, usually in terms of effect. I would say the inspiring hope aspect could help you okay. out here. I would say spend a faith to put some of your celestial oomph into it, and then give me the roll with increased effect. I will do that. Mm-hmm. So you mark an XP in your demon name track. <laughs> I only have the one die. I would like more. <laughs> now that he's gotten a good look at you and can talk to you, if he gets out of this, he's going to start looking into you more, personally, specifically you, which will maybe put your mortal connections at risk. Ah. Ooh. Character Emmy says no, but player Chris says yes. <laughs> I will take it. <laughs> All right, that's a problem for future somebody else. Whoa. Still off? <gasps> oh, I got a crit! Holy shit. I got two sixes? Oh. He yes. seems shocked and then a little moved. And then you can kind of see the glint of power satisfied behind his eyes. Ugh. Well, I can hardly blame you for seeing the error in your ways. I'll admit I was reluctant to believe my lord at first. Bring the shard to me, and your allegiance will be sworn. How's that? I think, and part of this, one of those sixes has to be Remy just not, like, Remy keeping their face from, like, just sneering, just like sneering in disgust at him, like, oh, you suck. Mm -hmm. Um, but just looks him dead in the eye and says, I'll go get it right away. Mentions nothing about bringing it to him, but they're gonna go get it, because they saw it sort of flutter off and then just like turns around and makes a dash for the beach. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't follow you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Julia, before you get too far, one of the stages gets struck by lightning. Oh! It's bad. Things have escalated very quickly into a very strong hurricane-level stuff. Like, not fully. Now it's total chaos. People are getting the fuck out of there. Like, they're used to the four o'clock thunder 
they're not used to just going from zero to this in all of like five ten minutes yeah if we're talking like the winds and shit yeah that's wild um uh do we know who's doing this uh you're about to find out oh because someone grasps your wrist i think julia automatically goes to pull her wrist away and I think they let you. It is you. It seems you have the advantage of me. If you look at them, they're a... They're a tall, non-binary person. Sort of a lighter brown complexion. Turkish, maybe? And long, dark hair. They kind of are just wearing clothes that they just probably stole right off the rack in like a Goodwill or something. You can feel the Devourer aura off them. Like, there's I guess sort of a feral energy. Like, when the Agron part of you comes out, you feel that off of them. They seem ill-suited to the human shape. Do I know this person? Give me a true name roll. Alright. Risky standard. That's a four. You remember some details, not everything, but I think if you get a good look at them, you remember that this is another devourer you knew named Scylla. Oh, oh boy. Like the ancient Greek monster. I was about to ask like Scylla and Charybdis. <laughs> they were one of the few devourers who was of the ocean and ocean life, specifically ocean predators. Normally that's kind of the domain of the defilers, but a lot of their deal is emotion and water itself and the thing as a whole. The few ocean devourers there were were responsible for the animal life and making sure the ecosystem down there worked. You remember Scylla. They were vicious, but not necessarily cruel. You know what I mean? They fought hard and fought without mercy, but when they weren't on the battlefield, they were mostly like you. They mostly stuck to their own place and did their own thing. A lot of their domain was off the coast to yours. Their little sanctuary. And... To be honest, I kind of want you to decide how close the two of you were and what that relationship was like. I kind of want it to be like a... You know how siblings will bicker, but like when push comes to shove, <laughs> if anybody from outside comes along, they're like, fuck you, this is my person. Yes, I love it. And I think they say, do you remember me? Of course I remember you. What the fuck, Stella? Good. Good. I've been looking for you for a while. How long? They kind of look up into the sky. Decade, maybe. It's weird how long that feels now. I mean, that is a while for this gestures between their human bodies. 
Yeah. You woke up alone? Yes. I found someone, but I was alone for a while. And I need to bring them that. They kind of nod over at the sound castle just in time to see the shard get pushed off by Lucy's uh, lore and flow down into the sand. By any chance is the person you found the guy posing as a fucking priest? No. No. Fuck that. So there's more than one. Great. <sighs> Do you remember Belial? Do I remember Belial? They were very close. They were lovers with Lucifer and very high up in the Crimson Legion. It was like them and Naz and Lucifer and to an extent Luz that were kind of all hanging around buddy buddy at the top of that chain. They were a defiler and they were they fought hard but also had a lot of compassion a sword in Lucifer's hands so to speak so Belial's trying to build what Lucifer lost no we're trying to bring them back and we need that to do it bring Lucifer back yes you know where they are no but they will come to us how do you know because they care a lot about them they gesture their arm at the chaotic mass of people that's kind of I'm I'm imagining in that dramatic way that you can only see in fiction that people have kind of given you a birth so you can have your dramatic mm -hmm. conversation against the storm and the chaos behind. They will return because they care about them. Are you threatening the humans? I, you gotta give me some idea what, what you mean by that. Are you trying to help the humans or hurt them? What's... I don't understand how you think this is going to work. Belial needs the power to threaten them. And if humanity is in danger, Lucifer will come back to us. And you think that's gonna go down well? They won't be able to ignore that. And from there, we can do what we want. I don't really care either way how it goes down. I just want us to have space again. Do you see how crowded this place has become? Yeah, I got that. <sighs> you think Babel's gonna make that any less of a problem? Not on its own. It is a weapon. After all. But it's a step in the process. Is it a weapon? Well, the way we're gonna use it. 
Okay. Hey, do you have a cell phone? They cock their eyebrow. I don't, actually. <laughs> cool. Do you know where Little Havana is? Yes. Why don't we put this away for another time? Because this is a nightmare. Look, you're not the only demons in Miami. I've gathered that much now. Yeah, and you're trying to make a big old mess to bring Lucifer back? You're not the only one who's going to be affected if that happens, and you're not going to be the only one who's affected if, even if Lucifer doesn't pay attention, if he's not, an, if, if they're not anywhere out there. Well, I figure there are some people I need to talk to. Penumbra will likely be down for this, and you can't say us washing out Abaddon's corruption. Oh no, fuck Abaddon. Yes. Lay my cards on the table here. I'm not a big fan of the idea of constructing Babel. I'm even less fond about it being a big weapon, because actually I do care about the people here as well as everything else. So... Interesting. He didn't seem to care much about them back then. <sighs> that was a really, really long time ago. I suppose it was. Regardless, this storm is just a cover. I'll need to take the shard, and then we can talk later. It's not just Penumbra and Belial. Nazriel's here too. I see. I figure if you guys are going to do this, if you're going to hatch plans on Lucifer's behalf, you might as well hook up with the other people who care about that. There's this restaurant in Little Havana. We do a brunch there. It's not the worst place to set up a meeting. Probably not during the brunch. Brunch. Yeah, it's that thing you eat between normal breakfast time and lunchtime when you just want to hang out with your friends on like a Sunday morning. You used to command the Everglades at a whim, and now you have brunch. I used to command the Everglades on a whim, and also I have been to brunch or Sunday breakfast or Friday night dinners many nights and many mornings throughout my life. It's a bit complicated when you're two people at once. I wouldn't know. Well, I suppose I will see you there once we are finished here. And they'll start walking towards the sandcastle. Shit. I think Julia's going to make a beeline for Luz. Okie dokie. So I think she is in damage control mode. <laughs> okay. So, I think things converge a little bit. Luz, you had gone over, I assume, to pick up the shard, because it's not too far from you. And Jordan and 
Chizakiel are there ready to go. And at that Mm -hmm. point, Mm -hmm. Remy arrives at the sandcastle. And in a few moments, the other two will. But right now you have a few moments. My other idea was to use uh, Lore of Longing so that no one could see me grab it, but that's okay if not. Okay. Yeah, you're able okay. to... In that, in that case, I'm just just going to pocket that. Uh, you can if you want. No one's really paying paying a fucking attention. Um, no, it's in my purse. We should go, though. Yeah. You, you have it? So Remy's It didn't now. burn you, did it? Yes, looks over there, shoulder back at Father John, who's presumably just staring and, like, waiting for Remy to bring it back. <laughs> okay, great. He's... He had actually backed off a little bit. I think he's... Oh, holy shit, my cat was in here the whole time. He <laughs> <laughs> just scared the shit out of me coming out of the closet. <laughs> Hello, Raja. Was somebody sleeping in the closet? He was, and now he wants out of my yes, room. Yes, you can. For two seconds <laughs> You're not on screen right now. Yeah. I think Father John is mm. getting his family out of there and is expecting gotcha. you to show up Okay, at cool. The so, yeah, Remy looks over their shoulder and, and doesn't see him and, like, breathes a sigh of relief and says, Good, we should get out of here before things escalate further and I think like looks over and notices like Julia approaching and also someone else approaching um along with Julia and like I don't necessarily want to use a lore about it but like the mm-hmm. lore of celestials lets you like identify to detect the presence of other people but I think there's just like an intensity to Scylla even not knowing who they are that Remy's like oh this person's they mean they mean business okay <laughs> Mm-hmm. And Julia is running, and I think gets there first. Uh, Chizakiel says, yes, whoever did this is not someone I think we want to confront right now. And that's when Julia gets there, and Scylla stops a few steps behind. And says, hello, Penumbra. Chizakiel. You are the two I recognize. Uh, <clears throat> Loose does a big exaggerated wave. Hi! Scylla... Scylla just blinks at that. I don't know how much Julia knows about, like, Luz's whole damage with Lucifer, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Like... Uh, you know, you know she's down bad for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's Luz. Who has the shard right now? Is it Luz? Yep, it's in Luz's backpack. Hmm. I think honestly what happens is that Julia just like steps in between Luz and Scylla. Scylla raises an eyebrow. I think Remy asks Julia, who's your friend? This is Scylla. Looks out at Storm over Ocean, looks back. That makes some sense. I don't even know if Remy is saying that, remembering who Scylla yeah. is, but just, like, the name of mythology. Uh. Give me a true name roll about it, if you want to try and remember anything about Scylla. 
I think since Scylla just mentioned potentially escalating this, I think I will. Uh, this is not gonna be good, but that's fine. I think I've done enough Devil's Bargains for today. <laughs> this is two dice and I am keeping the lower. That is a three. Three. Yeah, so... Uh-huh. I think all you remember about Scylla is the one time they fought an archangel. Duh. And it got nasty. I think the in that battle, they invented the concept of... I think they invented the idea of, like, limb loss. Like, not having bodily integrity. Oh. Because back then, everyone just kind of had, bo- had a body that suited them. But given that they're of ocean predators kind of invented the idea that something could eat a part of your body. That's all you remember about them. Okay, Scylla is who we have to blame or thank, depending on how you feel about Jaws. Okay. Um, So, yeah, Remy um, is worried about that because an archangel is no joke, and here we are all on a beach. Um, I think Remy might respond and say, Ooh, oh gosh, how would they de-escalate this? Because it doesn't seem like uh, Scylla intends to leave without what they came for, yeah? I think Scylla looks at Penumbra and says, Do you want to see them again? What? We intend to use the shards to bring them back. She closes her eyes and then like takes a big breath. I want to see them more than anything else in the world. But I do not trust. I do not trust you if you're working with that priest. I do not trust you if you're working with all of this. No. If you believe that they're lying to you, they wouldn't come just for this. Well, the good news is I am not working for them. You're not with the priest that we burned the church with? Nope. Okay, cool. Uh, that makes things much better. Why don't we meet somewhere and we talk this over? Um, are you, have a brunch at La Casita. You all seem quite determined to get me to experience brunch. <laughs> It's really good. <laughs> what is it with you guys in French? <laughs> and beyond being delicious, it does seem like there are a lot of forces at play here, and it would behoove all of us to get a good handle on the situation, everyone's situation. Maybe we have more in common than we are aware of. If you are planning to bring them back, and this is not part of them, but not Lucifer them. Damn, she like gestures wildly their plan. Then we should talk. I would like to know how and why, but maybe here is not the best place to. Do you use Reddit? They don't even have a cell phone. They just kind of stare and blink at Luce. You don't have a cell phone? We should get them a, we should get you a cell phone. Very well. 
I am going to speak to them. And then we will have a truce over brunch. And they turn and just start to walk away. That went way better than I expected. Yeah, let's get out of here. Demon, Love and Hellfire is a Clever Corvids production. Find the show on Twitter at love underscore hellfire and follow at clever underscore corvids on Twitter for updates on the network and city that never dies. We also have a website, clevercorvids.net. Don't forget to support the Clever Corvids Patreon. It supports all our shows and you get some extra goodies each month if you do. I have a few more shows planned, so if we can get enough patrons to afford them, we can keep expanding our network. Luz, a.k.a. Penumbra, is played by Fabi Garza. Fabi is a Mexican-American queer trans woman, and you can find her voice in other actual play podcasts such as Eidolon Playtest, Moon Harbor Heroes, and Don't Cast, Don't Tell. You can find her and all of her work at Fabi underscore Garza on Twitter. Remy, a.k.a. Ore, is played by Chris Allison. Chris is black, ace, and tired. You can also hear them having anti-capitalist gay space adventures in the podcast Breathing Space, Fading Frontier. You can also find them on Twitter at KNAliso, where they frequently retweet other people and sometimes draw swords. Julia, aka Agron, is played by Minna Riley. Minna is an arrow-aced Florida woman who doesn't do anything wild enough to end up in a headline. You can, however, hear her elsewhere on Clever Corvids in The City That Never Dies. You can also find her on Twitter at Mina Minar, where she is almost certainly talking about fanfiction. The GM is Josie S. Josie is a literal, actual dragon and a thirsty trans lesbian. Hear her elsewhere on Clever Corvids in The City That Never Dies, or guesting on a bunch of other podcasts like Moon Harbor. You can find her on Twitter at Dragon Girl Josie, where she is extremely gay all the time. All music on the show is from Pixabay, used under their license, unless otherwise noted. Pixabay's license grants the irrevocable, worldwide, non-exclusive, and royalty-free right to use, download, copy, modify, or adapt their content for commercial or non-commercial purposes. Attribution of the artist is not required, but we have a page on our website, clevercorvids.net, to credit the artist anyway. Thank you for listening!